Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 75, Tammy's Change Story, the 40-year eating habit that never was. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Changeable. Today I'm talking with Tammy. And Tammy's someone who's been on my radar for a while, um, kind of on my wish list of people that I was really hoping would want to come on the podcast and share their story. And thankfully, she said yes. Because I had Tammy in the Little School of Big Change uh, last spring. And it was so fascinating to watch and so many, so many others really kind of remember Tammy from that course and how things went for her. Um, she, as she describes in this episode, she had an eating habit, overeating habit for 40 years. Um, and then she saw that her mind was making it up. Now, not everyone sees things as quickly and dramatically and cleanly and clearly as Tammy does, but Tammy saw it in a big way and it really stuck with us. And I love, love her story. So she was very, um, not very vocal, but she was, she participated. She was an active participant, participant in the little school of big change. So we heard a lot about her and it was fascinating to watch that early on to her. And she shares that in this episode that it was kind of like, yeah, I know all about thought. I know, I know what what this is all about. I've heard this all before, but it's interesting. So I'll hang out and keep listening. And then she just saw different sides of it and different depths and how this is different from so much of what she did know about thought and her health and her nature beyond habitual thinking and all of that. And and I won't give it away. <laughs> I was going to give you the big clincher, but I'm going to let let it come out in Tammy's story, but uh, she saw some huge stuff and it's really great. And I think her story too is so relatable and that Tammy tried everything. So, so, so many things you'll hear about just a small portion of them actually in this episode, because we talked later and many more came out that so many things that she tried to do to end this habit. And I think it's really cool to see what finally did end it for good. So enjoy Tammy's story. Hi, Tammy. Thanks so much for being Unchangeable. Hi, Amy. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Um, and I'm curious about, like, I'm personally curious about some of the questions I have for you. And I'm really excited for you to, um, to get to share with the audience a bit of how things have changed for you. So, um, so I know you were in, well, remind me, you were in... Um, the Little School of Big Change course was it was either last spring or the previous fall. I think it was the spring, maybe. It was the spring. Yeah, it okay. was the spring. Okay. So almost a year ago. And um, I'll let you tell it, but my what I remember, like my version of it is you kind of, I don't know what brought you into the school, but you sort of had this habit it you know that you had talked about sometimes that looked really solid and real and then again this is just my high level like memory version of it is then um then at some point like maybe two-thirds of the way through the course you just really kind of saw wait a minute I, I don't have this thing or this thing isn't what I thought it was and everyone was kind of blown away by that and it was really cool so I'd love to hear yeah like what's the real story there <laughs> 
Thanks. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and define the issue or the habit or whatever you want to call it, just so that it is more clear. Um, it was really a, a, a food thing. I called it a food issue, a food thing. But what it was is overeating. And I was thinking about this before our interview. This started at the age of 14 and it, I'm 54. So it's really been a 40 year thing. And um, it was just overeating. It felt I could. I felt I couldn't control it. Um, I just, I just had constant thoughts about eating. I would eat all the time. I would eat until I was pain in pain, which made no sense to me because rational people wouldn't do that. I thought I was a rational person. It just felt like a twenty-four-seven ball and chain where I couldn't get the thoughts of food off of my mind to the point where I just felt I had to give in to them and overeat. And that's, that's the gist of it. Yeah. And so, um, so go back to kind of, as you started to see this differently, like, you know, I'm 40 years of this thing that caused pain and me too, not 40 years, but long enough, you know, so I, I get it. And I know a lot of listeners get it right. Where it's like, you just can feel so, so victimized and ball and chain is a great way of saying it. You just feel like this is just part of you and it doesn't make sense. So, so what kinds of things, I guess, maybe had you tried to do to change it before and then how was it different when you came into the school? Oh, sure. I mean, um, I, I've actually always been embarrassed by this. So I really didn't tell people close to me what was going on that this was with me. And so I would just quietly and, uh, you know, starting back before the internet, um, I would try dieting because I would gain weight, obviously by doing this, but I would try, um, dieting. I would try diet books and I went to therapy over it. I tried Overeaters Anonymous. That wasn't a fit for me. I tried hypnosis, I tr- and that was costly. It didn't work. I tried reading books about food addictions. I thought, okay, because you hear things, okay, maybe I have an addiction. Those didn't work. I tried looking at other books about alcohol and drug addiction. I looked for answers there. And then I learned about food as a reward for the brain. I read about dopamine. And I tried uh, to affect my dopamine levels. I tried brain rewiring techniques, books, webinars. I even questioned myself, like, well, maybe I really don't want this since I just can't seem to do it. I tried um, parts therapy, which is NLP, which is asking basically, is there a part of me that wants to be eating? And what does that part need? You know, how, it's like giving therapy on a part of me. Yeah. I tried mm-hmm. um, beating myself up to stop eating. I tried being kind to myself to stop eating. I looked for triggers. I thought, okay, well, if I can just tackle those. And, you know, everyone on the internet and in books wants to tell you about your triggers. Um, I tried avoiding events where there would be a lot of food, and then uh, sometimes I would couldn't wait to get to those events because there was food. Um, I would try strategies of how was I going to handle the food table when I got there, and I tried to visualize it in advance. I tried self-image techniques, you know, seeing myself differently. 
Um, I had some success with that. And actually, I had a little tiny bit of success with a few of these. So I always felt like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. And then it wouldn't last. It wouldn't work. Um, I tried changing my habits to match my goals of longevity and good health. And I would tell myself, well, I can live longer if I do this, if I don't eat these things. I read books about the food industry and marketing and junk food and sugar, and those influenced me. But, you, you know, this was like a full, I guess, a full-time, part-time job. Yeah. I was always searching for, and I would go through periods of giving up, just giving up. It's just too much. I can't, I just don't know what to do. And I, and I felt like a fraud because I was a successful person. So how was it I couldn't, how, how was it I couldn't fix this? Um, I, I, I think I covered everything uh, a person could possibly do. So um, I may have gone on a little long, but it was, oh my gosh. Those, are the, <laughs> those are the things I tried. I don't think anyone could have tried anything differently. I tried some cosmetic procedures. Um, so I did all that. Um, I did so much so that I can't remember the second part of the question, Amy. But <laughs> no, well, let's just stop I, there for a sec because I, I got lost in all that. <laughs> no, but I, but I mean, I love that. I don't love that you went through all that, but me too. And, and honestly, like, I just think it's so great that you're sharing that you tried all those things because there are so many people that may stumble upon this that have tried all those things too or that are in the middle of trying all those things. And, and like you said, listen, it's not that some of those didn't work a little bit. It's not that any of those can't be the thing that helps any particular person. It's just that, man, we just keep trying and trying and trying everything. And, and it's so hard. It's so hard to do that and kind of, kind of see that we're not getting to the ultimate root of it. We're poking around and chipping away the iceberg a little by little. but you know, it's so hard to be in that place where nothing really, really helps. Yeah. And, and you know, now I remember exactly everything you said is so true. And then I remember the second part of your question. So then came you. <laughs> um, I don't know how I found out about your, um, it was a Facebook live you were doing. And I was also in the middle of two online programs. Um, both are, which are very popular. They're, hap- they're current, they're current programs that people are doing. And, but they were, they're based on modifying your food plan. If you really want to boil it down to that. Mm -hmm. And even Mm -hmm. though a part of me said, well, gosh, that's really simple, isn't it? Just modify your food plan. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't say it was going to be easy. They admit that it was hard, but no, everyone was tackling it from adherence to this food plan. And I'm like, that just makes me feel worse. Because of 40 years of everything else I've tried. So then I found your wet, your uh, Facebook live. And I was just thinking, well, why not listen to what this woman has to say? Because, you know, it can't hurt. I'm not doing anything better. And sure, I'll take another, throw another idea on the, on the pile of things. And um, I remember I wrote a comment in the comment section. You were, you were live. You weren't pre-recorded. And I said, I've tried everything, so I don't see why your program is going to be different. I had, and you just said, you have, you just, and you were not, you were kind. You just said, oh, Tammy, you haven't tried my program yet. And I almost, I, I just felt like, okay, okay, you think you can fix me? Go right ahead. Like, I'll <laughs> cooperate. I will cooperate, but I just don't think it's possible. Hmm. So. Wow. And I mean, and it's so, 
It's so hard, you know, when someone does say that, because again, I know me too. And there's everything in the, in the world, everything in your head is like, really, you're going to try one more thing, you know, but it is, um, it is so fascinating to see that there's always like, even in all those other things you tried there, there were minor differences and they were touching on different aspects, you know? And I think, um, I don't know, I think if something hasn't helped us, it really just clearly means we haven't found the thing that helps us yet. doesn't mean we're not helpable. It just means we haven't found the thing that helps us yet. So I'm glad you heard that and gave it a shot. I did. And I knew it deep down inside. Yeah. Um, I knew I would eventually find, find it, but I was not expecting it to be your program. Yeah. So how was it when you started uh, kind of exploring this new paradigm? Did it resonate right away? Did it not? Like, how'd that go for you? Well, um, you know, without, we obviously can't discuss the entire program in 20 minutes, but you know, we, you start, you started on this idea of our thoughts and I kind of thought to myself, well, I know that I've been working on personal growth since I was 14 years old. I know how to do all these things. I had overcome depression in my twenties. I'd overcome panic attacks. Like I thought I got, like, I got this, like I've been there. I've done that. Um, but I was, you know, willing to play along because I'm very interested in, in that topic of thoughts and mind. And, and um, you know, it's almost like, you know, you learn how to ride a bike and you say, okay, I know how to ride a bike now. What more could there be? But if you want to be in the Tour, Tour de France, you, you have to up your game. You've got to learn more about riding a bike and there's more to it. <laughs> and so I think this program just upped the game for me. And maybe that's why it, it seemingly happened quickly. I already had some fundamentals, but, um, you know, you got to talking about the thinking and, um, I decided to be vocal in that class and ask questions because I don't know why I just did. Usually I'm quiet and I just said, well, I'm going to really I'm going to really get some answers here. Yeah. Like I want answers. And so you, um, you know, it was just the reminder, the reminder, the reminder of the foundations of thinking and thought. And then you posed it a little differently. Um, you said things like, well, wellness is our natural state. And that's an idea. That's not really our thinking, but it's an idea. And I was willing to believe it because I do believe it. But then you said something I had thought about in the past, but hadn't related it to a solution. And you said, you know, you're not thinking about this thing, whatever you're dealing with 24 hours a day. It may seem like it, but you're not. And I was like, oh, she's right. Yeah, you know, I don't think about this all the time. I'm not eating all the time. There are times I don't want to eat at all. And so you just kind of started loosening up the thinking around, you know, you kind of just started gently tugging at the root system. And um, I was willing to go there, I guess, is, is what it boiled down to. Um, and I kept asking you, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it sounds like in some ways um, you, you started looking well, this is my words, but tell me if this sounds accurate. Like, it sounds like you're kind of saying that in some ways you started looking less at, at these are my thoughts and this is what I do and this is my problem and more that, oh, wait, maybe wellness is our nature, which you already kind of knew. And maybe I'm not doing this all the time, you know? So it like kind of steered you away toward the health more so than being focused on the problem. Is that? 
Yeah. And well, and the other thing that you said, you just made me think, you talked about this idea of our thoughts because I understood thoughts. I got it. Like, got that. Yeah. Read the book. But this felt like it wasn't just a thought. It felt like a real thing. But you started talking about feeling our thoughts. I had never looked at it like that. I understood feelings. I understood thoughts. But I had, when you said it, I actually had a visual of me reaching up into the little clouds of thoughts going by and pulling one down and wrapping it around me like a blanket and feeling it. And I said, oh my gosh, that's what I've been doing. I've been taking a thought that's not real and I've been feeling it, like rolling around in it. And then it does seem real. And you know what happened? Like when the bubble popped, it was almost like, I call it the Santa Claus effect. And that is where, you know, when the day comes when we all learn there's not a Santa Claus. And pop, the whole thing's gone. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happened. I said, this is, these are just thoughts. And I'm feeling them. They're not real. Like, even though I knew that, it was like I knew it at the Tour de France level now. Like, yeah. whoa, these are like, these are thoughts. And I'm, and I'm feeling them. And so I, but I kept asking you. I wasn't 100% convinced yet. I said, okay, then Amy, why is it after I've had a full meal, I'm done, I'm full, I've already decided I'm going to go brush my teeth, I'm not going to eat. And now I have to go have blueberries. Like I have to have them. I must have them. Not just a couple, but the entire container. Which, you know, if you're going to binge on something, blueberries isn't horrible, but it's felt, it was the compulsion. It wasn't the blueberries. And you said, this was great because everyone else feels like they got to have an answer. But you said, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like thinking, (laughs) what do you mean you don't know? And you said, you're having a thought and you want to feel, you want to feel better. You know, that's a, you know, there's a possibility that you, for you, that's a go-to. And I was like, wow, could it really be that simple? Um, and I just piled on to everything else I had already decided about wellness and feeling our thoughts. I just, I said, yeah, it could be that simple. I don't have to have those blueberries. I can just acknowledge that I want to feel better right now. And I don't have to do it that way. Cause I don't have, I don't know, just the Santa Claus thing. It's like, poof, pop, gone, pop the bubble. No more, no Santa Claus. No, there's no food issue. There's no food issue here. Wow. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, I, that's the best I can explain as to what happened. It sounds like the the thought feeling thing. Just to go back to that for a second, because that is really huge. So, so we we hear thought, and we just like you said, oh, I've read that book before a <laughs> hundred thousand times, right? I know, I know how thought works, but we have these ideas of what thought is. Everybody, of course, it's just the way it's used in our language, you know. So, thought looks like things you consciously think and what you're aware of and, you know, things you manipulate and all of that. And so for you to see, no, a feeling like a pull toward food at night or whatever it might be, that is thought too. That's gigantic for people. It is. And, you know, I, I couldn't even begin to explain this to somebody. I had friends with addictions, um, alcohol, food, gambling, family members. And, um, I don't, 
I wish I could help them, but this isn't the kind of thing you tell somebody, well, it's just your thinking, you're feeling your thoughts. Yeah. It's not it's not like that. You kind of the program gave the opportunity to really kind of <laughs> marinate in it um, and dwell on it. And the lessons, how you know, every little bit kind of just was a nudge in that direction of what if? What if this is just thinking? You know, it was very, very gentle and very it gave the time and space needed, but I'm definitely done with it. Like there's no doubt. This is, that's why I called it the Santa Claus effect. Once you know, there's no Santa Claus, you don't keep questioning it the rest of your life. You don't, you don't have a fear that well, maybe there is, you, you just, you just take it and you, you're done with it. It doesn't mean you don't think of Santa Claus or see him. You do, but you don't feel compelled to believe in him. So is that so, how it was for you once you kind of had that that realization? I mean, d- did you still feel those pulls toward eating, but they just look different or like how, yeah, how has that been? Initially, I would say some of the thoughts were still coming up. They've lessened quite a bit. But what's happened is I've been able to, I do have health goals and now I can actually implement them the way I want to implement them with no fear whatsoever. I have no fear at all that I, that I can't do it. So I eat what I want, when I want and the quantities that I want. And I don't have any tug anymore about, I have to I have to have more or want more or anything. It's not like that. And I wish I could explain it better. But once the bubbles popped, it's just popped. You know, there's no going back. I- I'm convinced of that. I- I'm done. Yeah, I don't have an issue. It's so funny because I always want everyone to explain it because I know that people listening want to hear it explained, yet I totally get what you mean. Like, I, I, we could make something up. Like, we could put words around it, but we don't even understand it, really. You know, like, I mean, the way you're saying it is perfect. It's like the bubbles popped. It it was so solid and real. And then you saw, oh, wait a minute. Santa was something that people have been making up for years. That's all. And And then now you're just in a new consciousness around it. Well, yeah, and not only that, but, you know, this has led to complete, it's taken me in different directions because I remember when I learned there wasn't a Santa, within probably five minutes, I had, enough, I had a few other realizations that there was also no Easter bunny or tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, stressors don't go away. Well, not yeah. for me, not yet. They're still there. Um, I, had, I have a financial one that just popped up recently. But that was like the Easter bunny. And I said, no, wait a minute. I'm a little wiser now. And it seems really real, but that's my old thinking. I don't actually have to wrap this one around me. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't have to, I'm not ignoring it because ignor, ignoring something is a strategy and a tactic that's giving validity to it, but then saying, well, I'm just going to ignore it. Right. Or I'm just going to think positive thoughts about it as, it as if it is a thing. But the financial stress that I have at the moment, um, the stress is not, there's, there is no thing. There's a reality of, of what it is and that's all it is. And, and I'm able to do that now. Um, I, and you know, I can't tell you how many tactics and strategies I used over the years, but when, when you do, when I did that, when I said, well, I'm just going to have positive attitude. I'm going to reframe, reframe. That was my go-to. Like, I'm going to look at it differently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a different attitude. I'm going to say, well, what's the worst possible thing? I'm going to figure out how I can deal with that. Those, that's all treating 
for me would be treating the thing as if it was real. Now I just say it's not even real. So I really don't need any strategies at all. Yeah. I do need to tackle my goals. That's different. Yeah. I don't have to go into, I don't have to feel them, I guess is the. You don't have to make that feeling go away or change your, change your feeling state. You just do things in the world that you want to do, right? You make more money or you work towards your health goals or whatever those might be. But yeah, it's, it's, it's different from that feeling. I love, I mean, this is exactly, you're describing it so well. I think it's exactly what I mean when I talk about how this understanding is so deep. It's so, it goes so much deeper than anything else because your, your eating habit was absolutely no different than anything else that you've ever thought in your life. It just really looked like it was. So it made perfect sense to do a diet plan or this plan or that strategy or this reframe. But, but what you're helping clarify as you talk about this, is like, oh, that's why those tactics are so limited. They, they might work around that specific issue in a specific moment, but what you saw when the bubble popped is that, oh, it's all this way. You know, it just goes yeah. so much deeper. Yeah. And now actually the unexpected um, gift in all of it is now I've started meditation and I feel like I have a whole new playground, but for the good of things, not for solving and conquering and dealing with and popping bubbles. Like, I don't feel like I'm I'm, I am slaying a few more dragons, but not like, that was the big dragon right there, the food one. But I now feel like, oh, wait a minute, I can use this for amazing things I want in my life. Yeah. Um, this idea of thought, I can, I can use it for good, yeah. <laughs> for good things. It's yeah, a lot it's more really, fun on that side of the equation. <laughs> it really is. And what's really hard, you know, we just had Thanksgiving and I was around family. And they're all living in a space, and, and I don't say this from a I'm better than them perspective, but I'm grateful I'm not in the space they're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very attached to their thoughts and their beliefs, and I get it. Like, I get it, right? <laughs> if anyone's get it, it's me. Um, but I don't live there anymore. And I, get, I tell you, what a relief. I didn't even get sucked into the drama. It was just... Wow. It was just... A show. Yeah. That's oh. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. I oh. thank you for being for being the one who kind of, you know, nudged it along. Well, thank I, you I for like, taking that chance, even though you had tried a million other things and you had every reason to not, you knew. Like some you know, you knew, no, this isn't something I have to live with. And and I love that. I mean, and it pays off when we just have that that faith in ourselves and so thank you so much. And thank you for sharing. This is really like so good. I can't wait for people to listen to this because I know everyone's going to be able to relate. And um, yeah, this is hard stuff to talk about, but it, it's, um, yeah, you did a great job. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind talking. And I really, I do hope it helps people. I do think from time to time, like, you know, I really got to do something to help people struggling with this weight thing. Um, and, and at the same time, it's like, gosh, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know. I only know what I know. I don't, yeah. so, but yeah. thank you. No, it's so helpful. Thank you so much, Tammy. Do you want big change in 2020? Now through December 31st, 2019. So just until the end of this year, pre-enrollment in the March class of the Little School of Big Change is 33% off. 
Now, I never really run discounts on the school, but I wanted to offer you this opportunity this year to go through the March class at a pretty significant discount. Follow the link in the show notes, or you can go to thelittleschoolofbigchange.com to see more and to pre-enroll in the next course at this special price. I would love to have you in class on March 2nd.